on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. The July 2021 Google Core update is finished rolling out, so I'll go annotate now. Fleets will be disappearing, not just for 24 hours, but for good. If you haven't used them, you have until August 3rd. Plus, even though we live in a world with AI, find out why full-time producer Caleb (laughs) isn't quitting his day job just yet. All on today's show. You know what time it is. It's officially Marketing O'Clock. We bring you all the digital marketing news of the week, powered by the digital marketing community. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock everywhere, and you can join our community on Discord at community.marketingoclock.com. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios in beautiful Buffalo, New York, to bring you our famous Friday news show. You can subscribe to our show at youtube.marketingoclock.com or wherever you consume your podcast. Head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every article we cover straight to your inbox. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld, aka Shep. And I'm Jess Budd. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock here on July 16th, 2021. Welcome, everybody. It is just us ladies. It is ladies' night here on Marketing O'Clock, plus Caleb. Plus Caleb. How are you, Caleb? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? Greg is in the mountains. Oh, I'm good, by the way. Um, Greg is out <laughs> in the mountains this week, and Mark is doing like a million launches because Greg is in the mountains. So it's just the two of us, and we're going to have a great time yeah. with Caleb. Thank you for being here. I'm here. Hi. Jess, what do you have going on this week? Um, In my personal life? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know you have everything going on. The world is burning down around you at work. It really seems to be, but also at home because <laughs> last night I was trying to make dinner and you'd think I've never done this before. I had all four burners going on the stove, which I, I don't, never no, do. Never. Right? But I also had like vegetables steaming in the microwave. So I was being extra, extra. What were you making? I was just trying to make tortellini with Alfredo sauce and like meatballs for the child or like meatless beef tips for my husband and I. And it, A, <laughs> my Alfredo sauce like boiled over. B, the steamed vegetables in the microwave I put them in my little like bowl to toss them or whatever, like a Tupperware bowl. So they were in there. They were really, really hot. First, I used the wrong side of the garlic. So I just dumped garlic instead of <gasps> sprinkled. And then B, I put the lid on it and it was hot from being in the microwave. So it like burped and pieces of corn <laughs> all over the kitchen. <laughs> and I just like, I'm not a cook by any means. No, like I am not a chef, but I've made food before and yeah. I don't know what was happening. You're it was literally just the, the dog story. with the house burning down around and like yeah, losing this discord. This was fine. <laughs> anyway, that, that was yesterday. Today's a new day. Wow, but your you? house is still standing, right? It is. I'm as so am happy. I. And That's as great. is my family who wasn't helping and they really could have. Oh, no. Maybe right. Jack really should have stepped up. <laughs> he should have come near all of that hot chaos for sure. <laughs> Kayla, what's going on with you? Mine's food related, but I didn't burn down my house or anything. Um, I had capers I. for the first time. <laughs> Everless. Capers? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you'll never have them again. They Terrible. were disgusting. Absolutely the worst <laughs> thing I've ever tasted. It was like I have an aversion to it. Like yeah. I was, I was could taste it long after, and I just tried one, so I know now never eat it again. And are they like like that? Are they like olives where you, they're in vinegar or something? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure like they're in like a slaw. Yeah, yeah that's I what I don't like about them. They're mostly in vinegar, but. Yeah, it was in like a, a chili recipe or something that I made. So I don't understand why. I don't know. But it's not good. Yeah, they weren't good. And I don't know what they possibly could have added to the <laughs> recipe if I had kept them in. So yeah. No, they're nasty. Well, I was just going to say that I went out for one of the first times, like since having the baby, me and the hubby went to a party. I can't believe I just said the hubby. Like I want to murder myself. <laughs> anyway, we were going to a party with his work friends. And first of all, everyone there was like so much younger than me and fashionable. And it was just like so terrible. And I was just like watching the baby on the monitor on my phone the whole time. Like what's going on? So we like ended up leaving really early because she woke up and was just staring on the monitor like into my soul. But anyway, my sister was going to babysit her. And I have two sisters. This is an embarrassing story, so I'm not going to identify which one it was. I mean, they know. But yeah, (laughs) she's a little late. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry I'm late. I got stuck in traffic around this, like, big group of bikers, like, cyclists. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. That must be so stressful. And she's like, yeah, but they were so friendly. Like, they were all turning around me. And they all, like, were waving at me, like, hey, lady, like, going by, like, hey. I'm like. Lady, I almost said her name. (laughs) Those are the turn signals on the bike. So she's sitting there like waving back at them. Oh no. She was such a doofus. I mean, she kind of is. Um, But she kept the baby alive. Well, that's important. Much more important. 
<laughs> waving at cyclists. I thought you were going to say they were like shooing her like, woman, get out of the road. But you're right. They were just turning. <laughs> Not asleep. That's so nice of her. I, I always get annoyed. Like whenever I leave the gym, I have to like, uh, like every time it's always the like the neighborhood cycling day when there's like hundreds of people on bike cycling. Oh, and everyone I, knows on Monday the slow roll. <laughs> yes, the slow roll. It's terrible. And I'm always just like, like right there on that street, just sitting behind the wheel like, this is just annoying and I have to wait and they're all like, I could never wave and be as nice as your sister. <laughs> they weren't even meaning to wave. <laughs> so what is happening with the news this week, Jess? All right. So let's start with hashtag annotate your summer. If you are participating, you should know that the July 2021 core update rollout is now effectively complete. That is an official quote from Danny Sullivan via the at search liaison handle on Twitter. And thank goodness that it's over because it's kind of a slow news week otherwise. So this is good. So we're done updates this summer. Like we can just relax. I don't think we should ever relax. There's a lot of updates and I actually have a list of them later that have happened in the last month. Um, We'll get into it. Anyway, this rollout, the July 2021 rollout, began July 1st and was complete, again, according to this tweet, officially on July 12th. So it's 12 days, just under two weeks. And it looks like it really did take that full time to shake out. 2020 BFF of the show, Glenn Gabe, checked in with Danny on the 9th, asking if the update had finished rolling out because he was still seeing some volatility. And Danny did confirm at the time via ad Danny Sullivan that it was not quite done. That's a quote. Um, But then three days later, it is now effectively completed. Like you're Alfredo before it bubbled over. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I think that was that was far more volatile, I think. And I've seen the charts, right? So that's saying something. (laughs) Speaking of charts, Barry Schwartz also noted in his coverage for Search Engine Land that the update was felt in a big way on July 2nd, as well as the 9th, which was the day that Glenn um, had tweeted at Danny, and even possibly on July 12th, so the day that everything was over. So definitely want to annotate the first when it started, the 12th when it was over. And if you in particular saw any changes around the night, that sounds like that was a big day for some folks, which is really interesting um, how that laid out. But just annotate the start and the finish. Annotate your whole summer, like we've said. But there is a lot going on. Barry recapped this in his article, so I'll just read it just because, to your point, Shep, there's so much happening, more than the burners in my dinner last night. So (laughs) in the most recent order, this is a quote, we had the July 2021 core update, Google Mum, then the June 28th spam update, the June 23rd spam update, Google page experience update, Google predator algorithm update, and the June 2021 core update, as well as a few unconfirmed updates. So that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it, they're just like you playing roller coaster tycoon <laughs> with all these changes. Like the SEOs just don't know what to expect. They're like the people in roller coaster tycoon that you're like drowning in a lake or whatever. You know what I mean? I haven't done that in years, but I did watch a YouTube video of it today. <laughs> <laughs> just left without a paddle. What else is happening? Well, we have a tweet from Twitter, at Twitter on Twitter. (laughs) And Twitter said, we're removing fleets on August 3rd, working on some new stuff. We're sorry, or you're welcome. Which is, I mean, the social media team at Twitter, like, has to be good. Yeah, I like that. But it is pretty good. Yeah. And I was impressed. Um, And I got to give a shout out to Katie on our team, who, like, I heard this news, but I didn't see the tweet from Twitter. That is really funny. And she also shared, did you see the tweet? I think it was on June 29th about the edit button. No, I don't see anything on Twitter. You Twitter know said, you don't need an edit button. You just need to forgive yourself. Aw, the gall though. I know. I they mean, know are they forgiving it. themselves? Yeah. They shouldn't. <laughs> they know we want it and they just don't care. It sounds like other people I know. Yeah. Okay, so platforms. anyway, from The Verge, they called their story Yeet with the Fleet, which, by the way, like <laughs> everyone in um, our channel at work, I think it was the random channel, Matt shared it, was like, oh, haha, Yeet. I, I didn't think that's what Yeet meant. Kind of, Wait, what, you did know, you, what did you think Yeet I thought meant? it was like good. I know. I thought it was like Yeet. No, Yeet is like bye. swerve or like psych. What is swerve? Oh, psych. Yeah, I know that yeah, one. Yeah, it means like I don't want it on to the next. Who's saying oh. that? Like, what do you mean? Who's saying? Like, in general? Like kids today? I haven't heard anyone say Oh, it's kind of old. It's from a few years ago, but... Okay. But, like, 
don't feel bad for not knowing. Yeah, it's I really super kind of semi niche. So. Everyone's just having a lot of fun with the story because they look <laughs> stupid. It launched only eight months ago, and it clearly hasn't been widely adopted. I actually got a notification while writing the notes for the story that Taylor Nation, Taylor Swift's fan account, added one, and that I should check it out before it's gone. It seems like they're the only people using it. They, so they have push notifications for these things. <laughs> I've received one yeah. saying that there's a fleet I should view and yeah. view it before it's gone. So why did they put all that behind it? Just to get rid of it. They I don't know. just not bothered. I also get push notifications from like NBA players, kids oh. in like soccer that I don't care about. They just really <laughs> don't understand what people are into. It's really sad. <laughs> so, so starting August 3rd, like I said, users will instead just see active spaces, Twitter's live audio chat rooms at the top of their t- timelines where those fleets used to be. And the composer for traditional tweets will be updated with more camera editing features from fleets like text formatting and gift stickers over photos. So if you loved the editing features on fleets, you don't have to cry that single tear, (laughs) play the world's smallest violin that they're going away. You can use it in your normal tweets. Hooray. And this is a quote from that Verge article. It says, the company still hasn't figured out how to get people tweeting more. For years, Twitter has struggled to get new users to post regularly and not just consume other people's tweets. I wonder why that is. Let's all say it together. No, no edit button. button. <laughs> we didn't rehearse that. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm busy producing the show. Okay, bad. whatever. <laughs> well, we need an edit button. They, did, they said it on June 29th. Like, you think these fleets are going to make people post more? No. I just... It's unbelievable to me. It's kind of funny too because it was such a like a major thing when they came out. Mm-hmm. It's so unceremoniously just gone. Yeah. You we know? knew it would be fleeting, but not in that <laughs> sense. And it's also weird because they started testing those ads between fleets. Like we announced that two weeks ago, maybe, and now they're going away. It's like they're not communicating with each other like every single other one of these platforms. Just shut. Twitter doesn't care about ads either. <laughs> so they don't care about. Are we surprised? <laughs> But they're forgiving themselves, I'm sure. (laughs) Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up just for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. Okay, so I am not into real estate, as you may or may not know. But apparently there is this thing called an escalation clause. And here is a tweet from at Finding Amanda on Twitter. It says, Realtor. And she left out the registered trademark symbol, so I hope she doesn't get in trouble. (laughs) With an escalation clause, you can tell the buyer you will pay highest offer plus $500 or whatever up to a certain amount. Me. Okay. Google ads rules. Got it. Sweating emoji. (laughs) And that's sassy, and I like it. Yeah. But here comes the take of the week, folks. It is a reply to Amanda's tweet from none other than PPC Greg himself, who said, except you can only pick a street you want to live on, not the exact house. Mic drop. Oh, my God. (laughs) Greg put in the notes that this is take of the hecking year, only he didn't say hecking, and I don't know if he has the power to be giving out clockskers already in July, but I wrote it down because that's got to be a contender. That's really funny. Imagine if that's how it worked, buying houses. It would be terrible, but that's our lives. Welcome to it. And he did the prep notes, like, in the ocean, so (laughs) I think he has the power. (laughs) Take of the year. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked. But you shouldn't have. ICYMI people from Anastasia Sorokina. She says, how do you guys protect your accounts from other agencies? Do you openly let agencies review your Google ads and Facebook accounts if a client requested? Do you set any restrictions? I know it is a sucky situation, but we can't do much because at the end of the day, it's their property. So there were some good replies here. Sean Ellie replied and said, very open with this. I try to see it as an opportunity. Ask the client why, if they are unhappy, a lot of times they will be honest and you can explain or improve. Clients will sometimes give us the audit and we can talk through them if we agree or not, or our reasoning for the choices. PPC Greg said, 100%. Is that how you pronounce that emoji? I think so. 100%. 100 to underline. <laughs> Just like when we're on the opposite side. Potential new clients ask us to audit their current account. We make sure to say there's different strategies for everything and why we would or wouldn't do things. I think 
if somebody asked, how can you say no? It's their property. It's not something I would like go out of my way to like invite another agency to look, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we want the best for our clients. So if that's not us, you know, but ideally if we're doing our job, it is. Mm -hmm. So yeah, lots of great responses in that thread if you want to check it out. Now it's time for this week's pew pew lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts, paid, organic, and social. First up in the paid universe this week, we have an update alert from friend of the show, Brett Badofsky at Brett Badofsky on Twitter. He says, Amazon's ad- Amazon ads can now spend up to 25% more than the average daily budget you set. Sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Amazon says they should this should help you benefit from high traffic days. And these days are balanced by the days when you spend less than your daily budget, which is averaged over the course of the month. And everyone replied the same thing, like, taking a page from Google's book. And this is what you think of um, a verbal TikTok that me and Jess discussed. It was your idea, actually, with the meme of the guy, the conspiracy theory guy. He's like, he's got like the whiteboard behind him with all the papers and he's like freaking out trying to connect the dots. And it's like, if I change my daily budget at 3 p.m. on the 16th day of the month and Mercury is in retrograde, (laughs) how much can I spend... By the end of the month. Hopefully Amazon's a little more straightforward than Google ads, but nobody no. can ever understand that. No. Also, thanks for the uh, credit for a verbal TikTok. <laughs> it's the most TikTok I've ever done in my life. <laughs> and from Barry Schwartz at Search Engine Roundtable, Google ads is making it easier to create sub accounts within your exu- your existing manager accounts, not just the manager account homepage and then he has an amazing hero image kind of like the whiteboard guy but it's this like hipster beanie guy and he's writing on the whiteboard with a brown marker just makes me miss the days when we whiteboarded here now we have to connect the computers to the tv during every meeting and it never (laughs) works bring back the whiteboard i don't know our markers never worked so the whiteboard wasn't great this guy's got a brown marker (laughs) at least we had better colors Matches his hat. I'd even take a chalkboard at this point. Ooh, no, no, <laughs> no. Okay. For so many reasons. You can just be in the conference room. You you never have to go in there. And from Mike Ryan on LinkedIn, he says, feeling squeezed in Google Shopping lately? You're not alone. I'm conducting a Q2 channel analysis, and here's a sneak preview. For many advertisers, second quarter volume was a challenge. Impressions were relatively flat, averaging plus 2% year over year, while clicks declined 4%. There was a general reduction in CPCs last year after a flood of search volume created cheap inventory. New competition for that inventory. Ad inventory is increasing. If you're listening to me still, like you're amazing, kudos. I can't speak today. I stopped. (laughs) Just kidding. He says it will take more than average tactics to succeed in this environment. And the the report is not out yet, but um, we will have a link in the show notes for where it will be posted when it is. And it sounds like it will be awesome. People are just forgetting that we lived through a global pandemic. Like give yourself a pat on the back and don't look at your reports year over year to 2020 like it's apples to apples. I'm still being reminded of the pandemic because if you're watching Real Housewives, they're living it now and it's so triggering. They're, you know, wearing masks everywhere. I think Beverly Hills gets shut down production next week because there's an outbreak among the cast. Kyle Richards is yelling from the balcony to the disgraced Erica Jane Girardi. It's just crazy what's happening in these streets, you know? Caleb, what is she talking about? (laughs) I have no clue, but I do know I was watching Alone last night and it was filmed during the pandemic, which doesn't really matter because it's in the middle of a forest. But they were doing interviews that were like over Zoom and stuff. I was like, ah! Yeah, it's terrible. We're still dealing with the fallout. Yeah, we are. Sorry for your television. (laughs) You guys, sorry for this too. Facebook's advertising. Things are really (laughs) bad over there. (laughs) Advertising. From David Herman at Herman Digital on Twitter. He says, this is the worst I've ever seen Facebook ads. UTMs are now showing 70% more sales in Google Analytics than what Facebook is reporting. That means your Facebook ads rarely, if ever, will leave any learning phase in the given time, seven days. This is a disaster and everyone was replying and agreeing. We need to change, like nobody really knows what UTM stands for anymore. Like like it doesn't mean that anymore, urgent tracking, right? Yeah. We should change it to use them, stupid. Oh wait, I missed the (laughs) asses. 
Use them, TGM. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. These, these acronyms are so, you know, all over the place these days anyway. <laughs> I had a different use for the M, but it's use not safe them. for work. Morons. <laughs> <laughs> Very bad word there, Shep. We can't say that on here. <laughs> I'm the only one who's gotten bleeped here. And next up from Scott Wright on Twitter at SC Wright, but his last name has a W and his handle doesn't. Just go to the newsletter. That's not great. It's <laughs> great. Well, it's funny if you're looking at his Twitter handle, yeah. but for the podcast listeners, it's yeah. probably not going to resonate. And he's speaking in GVP language, so. <clears throat> I spend 250,000 pounds a week on Facebook ads. And here is what is working for me right now. Nothing. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought you were going to give him a rougher accent. Like, I spend 250,000 a week on Facebook ads. You think Scott's Cockney? I don't know. Okay. No, probably not. I lost my accent. What is working? <laughs> you have to keep going to the action. Shifting <laughs> more money to TikTok. No, because now I have to pronounce a Japanese word. Don't I? Can't, I lost the accent. Shifting more money to TikTok <laughs> and trusting Google's automated prowess through smart shopping in the Hagakure structure. So this is a method, and it is a way of structuring Google Ads accounts to maximize results using automated tools like smart bidding and dynamic search ads. It was also the definitive guide for the samurai during the Pacific World War. So I read that. Use one of those. Yeah. Hmm. And that's it for paid. Jess, good luck to you. What's happening in organic? First up in organic this week, new markup for job listings. Google has added a direct apply property to job posting structured data. And direct apply essentially means a frictionless application experience, if you will, or that the URL that's associated with the job posting enables direct application for the job. This would be very nice to highlight, I think. But Google also noted that, quote, since we are still developing how we are using this information, you may not see any appearance or effect in Google search right away. Weep womp. Not part of the quote. In related news, Google has also updated their editorial guidelines for job postings. So even if you're not rushing out to update schema right this second, because you don't know what it's going to look like, you definitely want to check out this article and make sure that you're complying with the new guidelines. The links will be in Discord and the newsletter. Shep. <laughs> do you want to know how Google understands when something is trending? Yes, I do. Well, now you can. <laughs> Thank you for saying yes. Google released a video that explains it as well as how search can react to display fresh, reliable, and helpful content. The video is only a minute and a half-ish. And in true Google fashion, it's very visually appealing with upbeat tunes in the background, even though they're talking about like wildfire. Next up, if you thought we were done talking about the July 2021 Google Core update, you were incorrect. We'll never be done. <laughs> You're right. And I, I kind of feel done because I really don't want to talk about it anymore. But you can read more about it because the one and only Lily Ray has Google's July 2021 core update winners, losers, and analysis over on amsivdigital.com. And I think whenever Greg covers a story like this, he likes to call out some of the winners and the losers, right? I'm not going to do that because I haven't called anyone a loser since like seventh grade. Oh, you're not just too now. nice for organic. You're just too nice for these SEOs. Baby, you're too sweet for rock and roll. Uh, name that film? I'm not a baby. Anyone? <laughs> I've called you baby twice so far today, actually. <laughs> Do you know? No? Um, Guesses? No. Um, <laughs> spinal Tap. <laughs> almost. Almost famous. It was oh. The wonderful Kate Hudson oh. said that to the main character. I'm kind of mad at it. Yeah. Right? It's a good film. It's like two hours long, but it's worth the watch. It's beautiful. All right, this next one comes by way of Glenn Gabe, who tweeted, I am sure the folks at searchatlas.com will get a lot of traffic soon. This is at .org, happy face, arrow. A look at Search Atlas, a tool that lets users compare Google results for the same query from around the world, showing how Google caters to different locales. Cool tool. Spooky results. If you look at the screenshot he shared, it's from the article on Wired. I'm just going to leave it there. You can read it. Um, Tenement Square. Check it out for yourselves, people. All right. From Ola King at just Ola King on Twitter. He says, the first exciting hashtag MozCon update. The Moz brand has now expanded to become Moz Group. Don't you mean Moe's? 
welcome to Moe's. <laughs> so things, brands such as Eye Contact, Kickbox, Campaigner, eVoice, eReceptionist, a couple others, they are all now a part along with Moe's, Moz, a part of the Moz group. And I didn't see yeah, a second update. Yeah, welcome to Moe's. Yeah. Right? Thank you. I thought it was funny. <laughs> and it is. But I didn't see a second update. So if this was the first exciting one, it was all the excitement, I suppose. Just kidding. You can check out his Twitter. There's actually a bunch of recaps and insights. So go take a gander if you didn't attend. Because as of recording, I think it's still going on for a couple of hours. But by the time you're listening to this, MoseCon is over. Goodbye, all right. Mose. Goodbye. <laughs> they don't say anything when you leave. They're just well, they just ignore should. you. Go, on, yeah. go on, get. <laughs> leave Mose. All right, let's throw it back to Glenn Gabe here because he's just too good to us. Morty Oberstein spotted a knowledge graph result for Edge of the Web podcast and shared it out on the Twitterverse. And he said, what kind of weird result is this? It looks like a knowledge card of some kind, but it's just a regular result. And then he shared a screenshot. And then Glenn replied that he could see it for other pods, too. And he used us as an example, marketing he, a clock. We are unworthy. I, we're not, right? It's like, it was so sweet. The interesting thing, though, aside from all the love, thank you, Glenn, giving it back to you, um, the difference between the two results was that Edge of the Web went to Apple Podcasts while ours went to our website. Hmm. And that's what I see in the screenshots, but I also did it myself on my phone and got the same results. So something to keep an eye on. They may be testing some things. Yeah. Or... I'd rather people go to our website because then they can find everything. Totally agree. We win. All right. YouTube has a new feature called New to You, which is essentially a curated feed on mobile for or of recommended content that's new to the user, which on the marketing side is super cool because it means more opportunities to be discovered. And on the personal side, I'm dying for this because they keep recommending Blippy and I don't want more Blippy. Is that the kid show? That's the the guy that talks about trucks and stuff. My kiddo is really into trucks right now, so we're watching a lot of videos, but I don't want to get on the Blippy train. Yeah. It's been referenced a lot in stuff, and I've had like, what is Blippy? Who is Blippy? You don't need to know. There's way better content. There's a lot of really cute videos of like actual kids, which, you know, however you feel about that, but they're like playing with the trucks and stuff, and Jack, Mm -hmm. my little guy, really likes that. I don't want to get into like obnoxious Blippy. I don't know. People swear by him, but I refuse. Blippy swears? You know, I, I, I don't think he does, although he has <laughs> done some not. unsavory things and you can Wikipedia that on your own time. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. Did we just cancel Blippi on show? <laughs> yeet? Yeet. Yeah. Did I use that right? We, yes, you did. Yeah. Hashtag yeet Blippi by just. <laughs> All right. Next up, in a recent After Hours Webmaster Hangout, John Mueller answered some questions about various types of site changes and whether or not they might impact rankings. He touched on a lot of things like overall structure changes, swapping the order of content, changing images, and more. And Roger Monty. Martini Martini Buster. Buster. (laughs) (laughs) Covered it for SEJ. And he has a recap of the whole thing with all the answers straight from John Mueller's mouth. So read it. Oh, my God. Blippi. (laughs) I know. And... OMG Google Posts. FYI, everyone, the ability to add posts to verified Google knowledge panels is being discontinued as of July 20th. So pretty soon. Note that this is not the same as Google My Business Posts. Totally different. We're just talking about the knowledge panel posts here. Impacted users should have already received an email alerting them to the change, but just in case you missed it, I'm glad you came here to stay posted on the news. All right. And finally here, just to get a little heavy Something that everyone should read. There's a search industry tribute to Dan Bell. And if you didn't know, Dan passed earlier this month and I didn't know him, nor am I very good at this sort of thing. But what I do know is that every time our industry loses somebody, there's an outpouring of support and love. And I just love that. And this is no exception. So the tribute is on Search Engine Roundtable, which we'll link to in our show notes. If you had the pleasure of knowing him or working with him, please take a moment to share some love in the comments. There's a lot The article itself is a very nice tribute, but then the comments that follow are just nice personal notes. And I think that's always such a wonderful thing to do. And you can also make a donation in his honor to the Scoliosis Association if you feel so inclined. So that is there for you as well. And that's it for organic. Back to you, Shep. How social? Okay, here we go. Social time. My favorite time. First up from Andrew Hutchinson. Will you pay attention to me now that I'm in the social round? 
He reported on the new shout outs feature on TikTok where users are able to pay in TikTok coins to have their favorite creator send them a personalized message. The creator then has three days to either accept an assigned shout out or decline then a further week to create the clip which is sent to the user's inbox. So basically it's Cameo. And I just truly hope for the sake of the community that Mr. Satchel, the unsavory gentleman, is not on TikTok. Which unsavory gentleman? The one who wrote the song for me and my bebe (laughs) (laughs) that Caleb is never allowed to hear. The Shep song? Yes. (laughs) Oh, Shep. Keep that guy away from the youth and off of TikTok. And from Luke, the Australian dog whose house is burning down like Jess Buds in our Discord community, <laughs> he shared an article from The Verge about how Facebook groups can now designate group experts. Group experts are selected by administrators and experts will only be given this, quote, extraordinary power. Once they have accepted the nomination, admins can revoke expert status at any time. So if I was the royal expert, mine would have been revoked after I said the royal family changed their name to Mountbatten during World War I. I meant Saxe-Coburg-Gotha. Mountbatten is Prince oh. Philip's last name. Oh. I, I don't know what I was thinking, Jess. You know, right? Absolutely. I mean, God <laughs> save the queen. I can't <laughs> they also believe- get a badge. That's so simple. Like, yeah. I, I can't believe we missed that. If you're an expert, you also get a badge. <laughs> and next, we have an article from the New York Times about how Facebook just isn't cool anymore, and they're trying to, quote, woo creators that use TikTok and YouTube to use the platform. People don't say woo anymore either, <laughs> so this is all very fitting. <laughs> very good point. <laughs> We've talked about this so many times, but they are, quote, throwing millions of dollars at top influencers so they use Facebook tweak their biggest ads, apps to emulate competitors, and last month hosted a creator week to celebrate influencers. So they are just really trying here. Another problem is that creators like John Bronwell, a 29-year-old lifestyle and health influencer with 2 million followers on Facebook, he says he feels neglected by Facebook. Quote, Mr. Bronwell said he struggled to speak with anyone at Facebook after his page was hacked in 2017. He said he showed up to Facebook's office four separate times to try and speak with an employee for help, was never able to speak with anyone. As an advertiser, John, I just really relate with the sentiment that feeling like Facebook support doesn't care about you. And I'm sorry to tell you that I don't think they're going to anytime soon. Yeah, I think the fact that he showed up to the office is like pretty telling. Yeah. I I can't even. It's epic. Yeah. It also seems sketchy. Maybe he lived in the neighborhood. You don't know. I'm going to go with that. Imagine next time you get locked out of an account, <laughs> you go to their get corporate office. Get on a plane. Office, get on like, a plane. We have been frustrated enough to where that's almost been worth yeah. it. Mr. Bronwell took it to the next level. Respect. True. Yeah. All right. I ship stan him. <laughs> and bullies beware from Andrew Hutchinson's Instagram tests, new comment limits to help reduce the impact of targeted abuse by groups. So if you're in your settings, you can say, I don't want comments from people I don't follow back or I don't want comments from people who recently followed me, which is great. I want one that says, I don't want comments from people who are my sister. That would be nice. (laughs) Hey, these bikes are waving at me. (laughs) She's so desperate to understand that she's commenting on your Instagram posts. I love it. And Facebook is delaying its brand safety audit after a year, a year after the boycott raged. Can you guys believe it's been a year since that Facebook boycott? Yeah, because I actually forgot about it. Me too. Wow. Happy anniversary. That was like such a dark time. Sad anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Facebook said that it would let the media rating council begin its audit of the platform's content monetization and brand safety controls by the end of June. But that deadline has come and gone and we haven't heard anything. So not surprised there. Next up, TikTok is rolling out a new system that will allow the company to block videos that violate its policies automatically when they're uploaded. So there's a list of content categories that the wonderful people who listen to our show will not be affected by. They're just truly unsavory things that nobody should be posting. But I did not see listed anything about vermin. (laughs) And I have seen one vermin on TikTok so far, and it truly ruined my life. And if I see another one, I will be quitting. <laughs> Do you mean rats or was it like a squirrel? I can't even say the word rats, but yes. No. Rats. I, I get suggested all this like New York. Like, thing. Me too. I live in New I York love City. So it's yeah. a lot of like cool, like nice apartments. Yeah, Is that yeah. what you get? Oh, I, 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 you know, I'll just be scrolling through and it'll be like, oh, check out this three foot rat, you know? And, and no. That's not what you're talking about. I only about. saw one rat and it was the one. 
I got you. I'll send you more. So you're no, Caleb. No, I swear to God, <laughs> Caleb. We saw the biggest rat when we were in New York, and Shep had her picture taken with it. What? It was yeah. a fake rat. It was an inflatable rat. rat. <laughs> it was like a protest. I'm sure. Outside a construction. Site. Greg will send the picture. Wait, were the rats protest? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it was some. I don't. I don't pretend to understand what was going on, but it was literally a giant inflatable rat. Like you've seen things people put in their yards at of holidays, course, yeah. twice that size. And Shep begrudgingly stood there while I took a photo. That, to yeah. Be you know, I have it was one at home. Really upsetting. So I need a content policy to keep those rats off the streets and off of my TikTok feed. Thank you very much. And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for working hard or hardly working. Something that is working hard for me this week, I got an email from Google Ads saying that automated location extensions had been enabled in one of our accounts. I hate that they auto-enable any extensions, but I appreciated the heads up this time. And it also just made me mad that they don't always give you a heads up when like other types, site link extensions are just added or they make your headlines at longer and they don't tell you. So, yeah. Working hard, but I also hate them. What about you, Jess? Working hard, but I also hate them too. Calls, right? Calls and meetings. Whenever you set one up, you might feel like they're a little bit daunting, but I I don't know. I feel like you can have really good conversations. And where I wanted to go with this is not just you should have calls with your clients, because of course you should. There should be communication. But the point that I want to make here is that you may think that you're saving people on your team time by not pulling them into calls and like sparing them that 30 minutes or an hour of conversation. But if they're going to help you do the work later, there is so much value in pulling folks in. So again, it may seem like more of an upfront investment, but you're saving yourself the translation time down the line. And then they have that context as well for the conversation you've had with the client. So even if it seems like a minor check-in, I think that it is important to pull your team members in on a call. Help your future self. Exactly. Caleb, what about you? Uh, so something that's working hard for me, I'm not very good at Excel. So, um, I just found out that you could like compare data sets. So to find duplicates automatically, and I'm working with like a lot of submissions this week and stuff, obviously stuff is getting rolled out and that saved me so much time. Cause before I was actually just like literally looking in and I knew there was a fast way to do it, but I actually figured it out this week. So thanks Excel. It's a really nice feature. Oh, yeah. Really nice. Now it's time for this week's WTH. Misguided. You're like, who does that? <laughs> Just get rid of it. I'm over it. Where we rant, rave, and roll our eyes about a trending digital marketing topic. What are we coming to? Honestly. See what had us asking. W-T-H. This week. There is a new wave of startups that are using deep learning to build synthetic voice actors for digital assistants, video game characters, and corporate videos. Ooh. Well Said Labs offers their clients, quote, eight new digital voice actors, exclamation point. Tobin is energetic and insightful. Paige is poised and expressive. And Ava is polished, self-assured, and professional. So I'm just going to open this and play you guys a little sample of these AI corporate people. Karen is the senior AI editor at MIT Technology Review covering the field's cutting-edge research and its impacts on society. She writes a weekly newsletter called The Algorithm, which was named one of the best newsletters on the internet in 2019 by the Webby Awards. Her work has also won a front-page award and been shortlisted for the Sigma and- Yeah, so as you said, good. was that Tobin? Yeah, uh, I don't know who this was, but this article is from really MIT good. Technology Review, who I should say is an old client of ours, Karen Howe. Karen wasn't the client. <laughs> the review was. <laughs> and it sounds like a real person. It's it so does. creepy. This is not surprising, though, because, like, there's been a lot of stuff with people faking audio on TikTok with, like, the AI tools and stuff. Like, right now, um, UberDuck is really popular. It's like, lets you select a popular musician or artist and have them say whatever you want. And it's pretty accurate. It's but really hard to tell sometimes. That's it's wild. kind of like not right because, yeah. okay, so in this situation, each one is based on a real voice actor whose likeness with consent right. has been preserved using AI. Companies can now license these voices to say whatever they need. They simply feed some text into the voice engine and it will spool a crisp audio clip of a natural sounding performance. Nothing like my performance on the show. But <laughs> you sound very natural. 
I guess they are consenting, but I just like wonder how much they got paid because to literally be able to say whatever you want, and I'm sure you have to sign something saying you can't sue anyone. That's just like a big risk to take. That is wild because I mean, my head is just going to like, well, you said this and it's evidence in court and like the actor said it, but they didn't. Yeah. So there's got to be, I'm sure they're caring for all of that. It's just, I don't know, when you first started reading this, I was like, that sounds gross. It's probably terrible. And like, that was a very real sounding human. But it's almost creepier. It wasn't a human. There was like one word where his inflection was a little weird. Maybe it was your speakers. I like to think that that was Tobin, but I don't know for sure. It was very energetic and insightful. Yeah. It's literally the contract for these is like Ariel and Ursula signing her voice away. Mm. Ooh. So creepy. Caleb, you should definitely sign up for this if you're willing <laughs> yeah. to lend your voice. But you did such a good job with our bumpers. Yeah. I have to save it just in case I actually want to switch careers. You know, that way I can just do it myself and not have yeah. a robot do it for you're me. You're not ready to sell your voice away. <laughs> no, not yet. I think I have a couple more years left. Of this <laughs> and now for this week's cool tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's Cool Tool is the Regex URL tagging tool from Rob Usby at usby.com or at Rob Usby on Twitter. It is a Regex URL tagging tool aptly named that lets you tag a list of URLs using Regex or text filters, which is really awesome. You can then export the list back into a spreadsheet to get deeper insights more quickly. We will have the link to this in Discord as well as our newsletter. So pick your poison and check it out. And now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week is another doozy from BFF of the show 2020, Glenn Gabe. And it starts, he says, welcome to Google land. Please keep hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Yes, the spectacular summer of Google algorithm updates continues. So after all of the crazy updates that we've already been through this year, and with the page experience updates still rolling out, Glenn is providing a list of rapid-fire insights based on what he's seeing across sites impacted, including rollout of the July and June core updates, time to see impact, reversals from June, Tremors, Greg's favorite movie series. (laughs) And then he takes you through some different categories of websites so you can see the impact on your industry specifically. And he ends with the kitchen sink approach to remediation site-level quality signals, and final tips and recommendations. So go check it out if you are interested in what happened during the update and need to know what you need to do for your site. Thank you, Glenn. When does Glenn sleep? I don't think he does. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. And we'll see you next week. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Heck. We're after a famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just shoot the heck. So this week's game was inspired by last week, I really wanted to watch the National Spelling Bee, but instead I was forced to watch basketball ball. So I didn't really get to watch much of it. So I was thinking that we could play, have our own little spelling bee and Caleb could give us a couple words and we could try to spell them. I have been ready for this my entire life. Okay. All right. So how do we want to do this? We want to go, one person does all three and then... Or do you want to go back? Go back and forth. It goes back and forth in in an adult spelling bee. Yeah. Do you have the bell ready for when we get it wrong? I'll I'll make an audible ding. Okay. (laughs) Yay. What about when we get it right? I'll clap. Okay. (laughs) Can you be like the lady on the show who like builds you up when you get eliminated? She's like, I'm so proud of you. They have an ego booster? Well, I think she's like the president of Scripps or something, but she'll be like, 
you know, Billy, you worked really hard. <laughs> yeah, and I, I got you. And if, they, if they're young enough to come next year, she's like, and you can always come back next year. I feel like a lot of pressure just from that. I recently watched a Letter Kenny episode where they had an adult spelling bee. What is and they that? wore like tracksuits. Don't worry about it. People that know, know. <laughs> okay. All right, we ready? Mm-hmm. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. I will, if these are the real words from the show, there's no way I'm going to be able to spell it. All right. Um, so your first word. Show. How do you know how to pronounce what show? Them? What show are you talking the about? Spelling bee. Oh, it's a show. The I thought it was a national sport. Spelling bee. I know, but isn't it a sport? Well, the finals are filmed on TV. So I understand, but it's not. It's a game. Spelling performance. It's a competition. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> show S H O W. Do I win? <laughs> yes. Ding, Yay! Ding, ding, I'm gonna know how to pronounce them. Okay, what's the first word? <laughs> okay, your first word is viaticum. <laughs> viaticum. Is that a medicine? Can I have the definition, please? Yes. A viaticum is a supply of provisions or an official allowance of money for a journey. Okay. This you have what, your computer no, open. Are you cheating? This is what I saw people, <laughs> instead of writing it, like these kids are um, gen alpha or whatever, so they type it on a fake keyboard. Viatica. Viatica. Wow. Viaticum. Oh, viaticum. Yes. Viaticum. viaticum. <laughs> no. They're... I'm Can you use the word in the sentence? Okay. Wait, I'm not helping you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, Jess. Come on. Viaticum. <laughs> V-I-A-T-I-C-I-O-M. Viaticum. Ding. Oh. <laughs> Is ding right or wrong? Man, wrong. I really thought I had it. Oh, no. It's viaticum <laughs> spell is spelled like V-I-A-T-I-C-U-M. U-M, like plural, like viaticum. Wait, so was, did I have it before the U? Right? Made that up. Uh, no, you put oh. an O in there somewhere or something. I don't know. But yes, don't worry. You did great. You can always try again on your next work. Okay. That will be coming up soon. Okay. Okay. Your My turn? word, yes, your turn. Uh, <laughs> your word is Emmy. Emmy, can you use it in a sentence, please? No. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> yes, I can't actually. I can't. Um, the church's Emmy floor was brightly colored. Hmm. Okay. All right, I'm y'all. Here's how you spell Emmy. <laughs> I don't even know the first letter of this one. Emmy. <laughs> I M M Y. Emmy. Ding. <laughs> you are so close. It's actually I M M I E. Come on. It's American. We put Y. Yeah, you would think, but you know. That's it's okay, like- though. You have two more words to go. Uh, okay, but thank now you. It's That'll be like the number one girl's name in three years. Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Emmy. This is my sister, Kimmy. <laughs> what are you going to give me? Candy? Give me my next word. Okay. Give me, give me more. Oh, shoot. That's an IE. Give me. I should have known. Okay, so... Uh, we're going to step up the difficulty slightly. Slightly. Um, that was beginner's level, so we're going we up to mid-level. <laughs> <laughs> okay. At least we're still in it. Usually uh, kids are Chef, out. are you ready for your next word? No. <laughs> what is it? Your next word is Freeborg. 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 Can I have the definition? <laughs> yes. It is a city in Switzerland. Right. Uh, I knew that. Not <laughs> Do you want a more detailed definition? Freeborg. I'm just going for it. I'm going Freeborg. I'm just going for it. F R I E B. I can tell I already got it wrong from movies. O U R G. From my understanding of um, the, the Swedish language, is that a language? It's not. That was correct, actually. Really? <laughs> yes, it was. You got it. Oh, I'm winning. Okay. You are. Jess. Okay. Let's <clears throat> just edit this round so I win. <laughs> um, so, Chef has one. Great job. Okay. That was very Thanks. much better than your first one. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jess, your word is piranamasia. 
<laughs> I'm trying to like use my most standard. Yeah, I got what is piranamasia? It sounds like a fireworks display at the aquarium. Piranamasia, a play on words, a pun. Oh, that's why you gave it to me, you sicko. What? Because <clears throat> I like puns. Oh, perfect. Do you need the uh, language of origin? If it's U.S. American, I think I got it. Latin. Oh, that helps. Then there really narrows it down. <laughs> Piranha mage. <laughs> I'm gonna lose after P. <clears throat> All right, Piranha mage. P I R A N A S I A. Piranha mage. Ding. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> it's actually spelled P A R O N O. M A S I A. Paranamasia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more round. I want to redeem myself. Okay, I'm going to be quick with this Shuffle one. Shuffle still win. When I freeborged it, I was really <clears throat> fast. Okay. And funny. Okay. Uh, Shep, are you ready for your very much hardest level word? Yeah. Okay. Your word is trucumanacious. Trucumanacious. Yes. I have no idea what the first letter is. Trucumanacious. <laughs> do you need a definition? Trucumanacious. Wait, do you- T-R-U-C-O-M I-N Trucumin A-C-I-O-U-S Trucumanacious. Ding. <laughs> so it's actually Is it C-H? It's T-R-I-C-H-O-M-O-N-I-A-S-I-S. And what does it mean? It is a infection transmitted by a parasite. Yeah, I don't... By a piranamasia. I'm healthy. I don't know what that means. The piranamasia gave me combinations on the Emmy floor of the... What was the first word? Freeborg. In Freeborg. I used it all in a sentence. Okay, what's Jess's last word? Jess, your, your last word is maneuver. Oh my God, I can't spell that. I've heard that. Okay. Maneuver. I can't spell maneuver. M A N E A U V E R. Maneuver. M A N E U V E R. I didn't spell it like that. I said E A U for sure. So, Chef is the winner, kind of, I guess. I just won the best spelling championship of my life. I have never been sweatier. You owe the citizens of Freebirds. Thank God for spell check, and we'll see you next week.